Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Monday, May 22nd. It is six minutes after 10. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. His name is Rob Kendall, and you can find him on Twitter at Rob M. Kendall. Casey, big announcement. What? I totally forgot the other day. What? Wow, I can't believe I forgot to do this. Well, you know, Casey, from the time I was a small boy, I had one dream. Yes. And, you know, my dad used to ask me, he'd put me upon his knee as a young lad, and he would say, son, when you grow up, what do you want to accomplish? Mm-hmm. What do you what do you want to be? What is your dream? Where will you go? And well, gosh darn it, Casey, it took me 39 years, but I have finally achieved that goal, that vision, that dream. Uh, I have eclipsed 12,000 wow. followers on Twitter. So congratulations thank you to our entire audience. Um now, as a teenager, mm-hmm. my dad used to sit me down and say, son, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I would love to have 13,000 13, followers, followers on Twitter. <laughs> you know what? Actually, over the weekend, I hit a number. I was at, uh, smaller than yours, yes. at uh, 1976, and I thought it's a bicentennial. Well, there you go. If I could only get up to 2023. And look, we're not- Give me com- the current date. We're not comparing numbers or body counts here. We're not saying <laughs> if my count is bigger than yours. I mean, that's- Definitely bigger. <laughs> Definitely bigger, as it should be. As it Shut should be. your mouth, vile woman. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Casey Daniels three one seven. I'm just trying to my my girlhood dream is just to get to two thousand twenty three followers. Follow Casey. Yes, but I just want to get to the current year. I date. didn't mean to derail this conversation uh, that we're about to have about Biden just being a complete idiot, but uh, I had to thank the audience yeah, for that. Absolutely, and congratulations. Well, he was wearing a green tactical military pants and a hoodie, of course. That's how Kevin shows up to work each day. No, I'm talking about uh, Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky. (laughs) He made his, and I say this in air quotes, surprise visit to the G7 summit. What is he doing here? What? You're here too? (laughs) He said that Russia has trampled on everything that is civilized and he said that he was there so the world can hear the Ukrainian call for unity from here. Sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, You Ukrainian call for unity slash money funneling. Yes, oh, please hear yes. our call. That's it. Isn't it interesting, Republicans, when we're, we talk about the debt ceiling, how they want to cut everything except for military spending. Well, absolutely, right? And they don't actually want to, I mean, they, you're right, they, and they don't actually want to cut much of anything. They want the money. This is what people need to realize. The Republicans are not mad about the spending. They're mad that their cause du jour is not getting the spending. They, they don't They don't want to have less money, less power, less influence from the government. They just want their block of people. And it is, I mean, it is just a bizarre I keep trying to come up with a different word, but I can't. It is a besides fetish. It is a fetish. Mm-hmm. We've worked together long enough now that you can I know, finish I, my sentence. I know, I know what words coming. Good. <laughs> uh, that the Republicans have, like, there should be a genre on 
you know, these various adult sites, Republican watches Zelensky beg for more money. And that's the, the fetish. I mean, right. I mean, you've got uh, Mitch McConnell. You've got Todd Young. I mean, just Republican after Republican saying, screw you that you can't afford food or gas. The Republican, the, the border is totally open. No, the Republicans are invested in Ukraine mm-hmm. being the most important It's the industrial military complex. And Zelensky was yelling at people from India and Brazil saying, you can't stay neutral. We need you. (laughs) You You can't. You can't stay neutral. It's just like when he came here and he draped the Ukrainian flag in the capital. He's doing the same thing, only this time in Japan. So one of the one of the one of the many issues I have with Ukraine and the money we've given to them is the complete lack of accounting for the money. Mm-hmm. How much are we exactly are we giving them? Where is the money going? How is it being spent? And the most important thing of all, what is the rate of return on our investment? Because thus far, it doesn't look like we have anything to show for our investment in Ukraine other than higher inflation and higher gas prices. What does success look like? Yeah, when's it over? Yeah. When are we done? When is mission accomplished? You know, we drape ourselves in these cause du jours. And look, as a younger person, uh, I was not capable of seeing through it the way I do now. But it's the same thing with the rock. Remember, like if you objected to Iraq and said, um, you know, hey, there, Skippy Bush, uh, you know, kind of would like an exit strategy here. If you will get out. When we've when we've won all the freedom, why do you hate freedom? And remember, people had their the Dixie Chicks or whoever. Now they're awful, nasty people anyway. But but they had their careers derailed for mm-hmm. you know questioning the Iraq War, and and it's the same thing now with Ukraine. Where if you just raise your hand and go, um, I'd like to know where all of my printed money is being spent. Well, if you do that now, you're called pro Putin. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. They don't have to be the same thing. You can question where the money is and not be pro-Putin at the same time. Now, here, here is a perfect example of what we're talking about. So Jake Sullivan is the national security advisor to Biden. And apparently, Casey, there was like a $3 billion accounting error. Oopsie. $3 billion. Right. I'm not talking 30 bucks. Yeah. It's $3 billion accounting error. And... It looks like, I mean, that's how poorly they're keeping track of where the money's going and how it's being spent. Oh, we were just off by a cool three bill. What's three <laughs> bill amongst friends? Yeah. And yet, so now they've determined, well, there's three billion that hasn't been spent yet. So instead of what a normal person in business would do is go, okay, wow, we made a pretty egregious error here. Thankfully, it has kind of worked out in our favor. Why don't we reevaluate where all the money's going? And then let's see can we put this money to better use specifically? Can we just not spend it to try to help with, you know, inflation, mm-hmm. cost of goods and services, you know, reestablish some, you know, values, uh, confidence in the dollar, et cetera. No, this guy, after being totally dismissive of a $3 billion accounting error, um, just talks about how excited they are to spend the money. Yeah. Without saying what they're going to spend it on. There was this very bizarre admission from the Pentagon this week uh, of an accounting error uh, that suggested that the U.S. has at least $3 billion that it didn't know it had that it can use for Ukraine aid. That's a hell of an accounting error, um, and it provides a lot of fodder to critics 
of USAID to Ukraine and critics who say there's not enough oversight going on. Um, are you concerned about this accounting error? Well, one thing I just want to make clear, that is not money that went out the, dis the door and disappeared. That is not uh, a waste of that $3 billion. It is simply a tally of how much military equipment we have given them. And the way that the Pentagon was counting it was, what's the replacement cost for the equipment we provide, rather than just the actual cost of that equipment. Once you make that adjustment, it turns out we have an additional $3 billion that we can spend uh, to provide even more weapons to Ukraine. Now, okay. now, Casey, first of all, before we comment on this, we do have to give credit where credit's due. Um, it was a random, confused, likely accidental act of journalism that broke out over there at CNN. But mm -hmm. we do have to give them credit for pushing this guy on this and the way they phrased the, the question. So let's see. So a bunch of money rolls in at the end of something that you didn't know you were going to have. And the immediate response is, how do we spend that? Yeah. Gee, where have I heard that happen before, Casey? Oh, that's right. It's every session, uh -huh. every legislative session, uh -huh. right down the street uh -huh. from us with the Republican supermajorities in the Indiana House and Senate. Yes. It, it was like the teacher's fund. Yes. Let's just go in this back room over yes. here and find a million and a half dollars. Yes. Oh, goody. How do we get to spend this? So again, and I don't know how, how much more obvious I can make this to you people whether it is the Biden administration or the Republican majorities in the super majorities in the Indiana House and Senate, there is no difference between these parties. It's different cause du jours, but they operate in the exact same fashion, which is everybody and every cause gets put first ahead of your finances and your financial security. Oh. I don't know how much more obvious this could be. This is like you're at home and you're looking through your personal finances and you're, wow, boy, these groceries are costing a lot. Rent has gone up. Inflation is killing us. We really need to go line by line and see maybe we need to cut the Netflix subscription yes. or we need to do something to save some money, okay? So... Yeah, you're making all these choices, and then you find a random 20 in a jacket that you haven't worn in a while, and Bitch. rather go, oh, good, here's 20 bucks, we can pay for this month's Netflix subscription. Instead, you take that 20, and you go, hey, let's just go buy whatchamacallits and flibbity dudes. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Kev, we've got to skip ahead one piece of audio because we've only got time to play one of these two. And we absolutely have to play this clip of Biden. So he's in Japan. You know, he's the G7 summit. He, the, the president of South Korea, mm -hmm. his name is Yoon. Yeah. Yoon. Yoon. He calls him Loon. <laughs> I've spoken at length with President Loon of South Korea. He came to Washington of late. I spoke at length with him. Can we? Can and we, can I called we, him the wrong name the whole time. Kevin, can we play that again? I've spoken at length with President Loon of South Korea. He came to Washington of late. And you're listening to Bob and Stacy on 93 WIBC. minutes after 10 you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Oh no. So that is Jewel, multi-platinum singer, and she is trending this morning because it has been announced that she will be performing the national anthem at the Indy 500. Who will save your soul? Why? 
Why? Was was Henry Lee Summer busy? <laughs> Apparently. Was Carl Story booked? Yes. Why did they pick her? I don't know, but Be- her performance is going to coincide with uh, May being Mental Health Awareness Month, and that is a big cause that she supports. I mean, her most recent thing, according to Wikipedia, is she won the sixth season of The Masked Singer. Did that, she really? She her, was on that? I mean, that's, I guess. I don't mm. know. I'd, I've never, this may shock you, Casey. I've You've never, never watched, watched The Masked the mask. Singer? Wh- wh- why? Why? I, I mean, with that, what was that name? About Pieces of You. That was 1995. hmm Foolish was, Games. I was, what was I? I was 11. Really? I used to play Who Will Save Your Soul on the well, radio you're a, little a more, lot. you're a little more seasoned than me. A lot. Now, she has been putting albums out since then, not quite as popular as the 1995. So is Terry Jacks. <laughs> also trending this morning after Brittany Griner played her first WNBA game since coming home from prison in Russia, her head coach had a press conference and was yelling at the fans, pretty much. She was angry that Los Angeles didn't sell out the arena for her return I mean it was it was great but like honestly come on LA like we didn't sell the arena for BG like I expected more you know to be honest right like it was great it was loud but um how was how was it not a sellout how was it not a sellout um nothing like shaming your fans who did show up Uh, I was disappointed hey guess what not everybody's a fan of her release well, abs- well, that's one. And two, people just don't go to WNBA games. It is a, it is a financial uh, dumpster fire that is propped up. Every, almost every one of these teams every year is propped up by their NBA, you know, o- the NBA, the ownership, other ownerships of other teams. Uh, I mean, it, the, the, the talk about just being completely toned deaf to what you're doing. The WNBA, and no offense, look, women's basketball it has a lot of interest. I think NCAA women's basketball has markedly more interest than the WNBA. But it's a charity case. Mm-hmm. It, it's, a, it's a charity case propped up by another organization that exists because if they let it fold like they would any, if it were any other organization, they would have let the WNBA fold a long time ago, but they leave it up there because then there will just be, you know, hell to pay from the media and they'll be outraged and you're sexist and misogynist. Mm -hmm. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how much money you lose on this. And it doesn't matter that nobody wants to go to the game and it doesn't matter. You can get courtside seats for seven cents. No, you know, none of that matters. But this toned up thing of, oh, she's a hero. Why didn't we sell it out? Like, like as though it were a return of Pat Tillman or somebody mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pathetic, Casey. Yes, I know. <laughs> Nobody cares about your sport, period. And though you think because this highly controversial person who is on record as hating this country and all that it represents, oh, well, she's back and we left the Marine over there. Her shocked face that maybe BG, as she's calling her, isn't quite as popular as she <laughs> thought she was. Also trending this morning, Circle Center Mall. They doubled their profits last year. A new report says the mall made nearly $4.3 million. Does it say how? There's never anybody in there. Uh, let's see. Oh, they opened seven new stores. And uh, they're currently reviewing plans for future development. Is it that there's a like a candy store or something on there, like a sprinkles and glitter shop there right on the cab what's the name of that place we always we walk past it quite a bit what's the name of it it's like uh overpriced candy and uh mimosas and uh the sugar factory the sugar factory yeah yeah. Yeah. 
That's a fun place, but $4.3 million worth of sh- Might be fun for candy? somebody wealthy like you. Yeah. Us regular people can't even walk in the door. I <laughs> was in line this week, and I got to tell you something. So I went to Chicken Salad Chick. and You went uh, where? Chicken Salad Chick. What is that? That's here downtown, isn't it? It, it was over by Keystone. What is it? Oh. It's a restaurant um, where they sell chicken salad. It's really good. There's a whole restaurant around yes. selling chicken salad? Yes. No kidding. It's kind of expensive, but no. it's, it's worth it. It yeah. was delicious. Well, you're doing very well. But right now... Next door was this new store, and it was a cookie store. Uh-huh. And there was a line out the door. Yeah. And I thought, okay, we got to check this out. Did you what's, pull, did what's you pull the celebrity on? card? No, I waited in line. I, I wanted to know what these cookies were all about. Yeah. Well, the line wasn't moving. Uh-huh. And I thought, this is your grand opening, and the line's not moving. Right. Well, you got to get it together because that's going to turn people off. But as I was waiting in line, I looked at the menu. They had $5 cookies. Oh, yeah, that's a thing now. Five dollars oh, yeah. for a cookie? Yeah. So you know what I did? Did you leave? I did. <laughs> I said we got brownie mix at home that's already paid for, <laughs> and we'll hit that sweet tooth. Were you out at about with your mans? Is that were you hitting the town with your mans? <laughs> yeah, hitting chicken salad chip. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Sure. We're we're crazy, Rob. Uh, okay. Now I know this is a little earlier than we normally do, but we've got some really good voicemails. The, remember we had threatened the audience on Friday. Step up their game. Yes. They mm-hmm. had terrible voicemails. There's several very good worthy of being played voicemails. There's some hate mail. That guy who has, uh, calls and berates the show quite dark, a bit. Dark room guy? No, it's the guy who says, I think it's the same guy that says oh, what we sort need of, to figure out what kind of show we're going to yeah, be. Yeah, he's back. He's very angry. Good, good. Uh, and okay. then there's all sorts of just phenomenal phone calls. All right, they're on the way from 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you. Kendall and Casey present Voicemails. Brought to you by QC Kinetics for non-surgical regenerative medicine treatments at 317-559-PAIN. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. 317-684-8444. That is the phone number if you'd like to contribute and give us a voicemail with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yeah, I'd like to congratulate our audience. Of course, we had to lay the gauntlet down on Friday. We played no voicemails Mm -hmm. because it was just a very low level of quality. I mean, there were voicemails, but they were just, I said, I'm not... I'm not giving up the the valuable airtime. Mm-hmm. If you people are gonna, you know, just kind of just phone it in. Yeah, I mean, no, no pun intended. Right. Or maybe there was a pun intended yeah. there. Um, but so the, what? They've stepped up their game. They, yes, I thought we were much better over the weekend. You did a phenomenal job. Three one seven six eight four eight four four four. Somebody wanted to call about uh, Trump and DeSantis. Okay, Kendall, you are a pompous, arrogant, bloviating windbag. <laughs> that just loves to hear himself talk. Okay, hopefully that was enough hate to get me on the air. But uh, two things. One, last week you played the uh, Hi, Goodnight, Everybody guy, and I think you missed it because I believe he repeated Let Me Say That Again line that Biden does, which was hilarious. And second thing, I know you're saying that Trump can't win in a general, and I myself agree with voting for Ron DeSantis. I don't think Ron DeSantis can win in a primary, though, unfortunately. But I do believe there was a story about the um, Hunter Biden and that if people would have known more, more people would have voted for Trump. So don't you think there's a good chance that he actually might win? No, I don't think they're going to let him win. And we'll get into more of this with the FBI next hour. Mm -hmm. Because at this point... 
No, nah, we'll say that for next hour. No, I don't think they're going to allow him to win. Like, I, I, if I were, I would be so worried if I were one of Donald Trump's family members because I think this government is showing there is no limit to which they will go yeah. to keep him from being the president of the United States again. I think they probably feel like they dodged a bullet the first time because he actually was quasi-focused on trying to make deals and get stuff done. And I think it probably took Trump about two, two and a half years to figure out how deep he was in on all of this. And then I think the COVID thing really showed it to him. And there's, the, no, I don't, I don't, they're not going to let him win. Not only keep him from being president, <laughs> keep him in jail. Yeah, I, I, I just, and we're, I, That's I don't want to- That's the latest. I don't want to go too in depth on this because we're going to do a bunch of stuff on the FBI top of next hour. And I, I have a, a new thought on this that, um, somebody shared with me over the weekend, and I think it's it's probably pretty pretty spot on. So there was this latest poll that just came out, and it has Trump winning the primary field sixty seven percent to DeSantis at seventeen percent. So that margin just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the poll was taken in the Midwest. Yeah, it was taken in Iowa and Ohio and Michigan. Yeah, and the rust it was the Rust Belt Belt poll mm-hmm. was the you know they did the states that are traditionally you know as Casey said. Rust Belt states and Trump doing very well in the in those states and doing very well compared to Biden in those states according mm-hmm. to that poll. But it doesn't matter what the polls say. It doesn't matter what the way people are leaning. They they being the government are not going to allow Donald Trump to be the president again. All right, so we get this guy he calls every so often. I think this is the same guy mm-hmm. who we famously we have in one of our very fabulous liners about we have to decide what sort of show we want to be. And it just continues, I remain flabbergasted, Casey, that people obsess listen to a show, a person, a whatever that they do not like. Why would you willfully subject yourself? Get your heart rate going. To people that you don't like. Now, it's one thing with the government, right? A government official, I have to interact with those people because they get to take my stuff and decide what to do with things, and I'm forced to interact with them. Trust me, if they weren't in the government... The overwhelming majority of those people I would never mention a word to or think about or be a second thought ever again. But this guy... He puts himself uh, through it. He goes right into it, and he's really excited about being around people he does not like. Good morning, Rob. I find it very unfortunate that you will not air the um, call-ins. I guess it's because it's about you, but then maybe some of the call-ins are actually about you and your negative approach to everything. It, it, it's just very sad. I used to like you too, Rob. Oh. Kev, you've got to get a liner out of that. That's a... That's yeah, that's, a, that's great material. <laughs> I used to like you. used to you. like you. Like as, more. As though, uh, like I was some just happy-go-lucky guy that thought the government was great when I showed up here six <laughs> years ago. Whistling all the time, skipping into work. And it's just been some negative transformation. <laughs> what over happened the pa- to you? You've changed. <laughs> why do people do that, Casey? Why do they subject themselves to things they don't like? Well, it's kind of like, why do people watch horror movies? It gets them excited, raises his heart rate. <laughs> I want to be miserable. Mm-hmm. Some people are like that. Okay, so we had announced last week that Micah is going to come on the show June the 5th. Mm-hmm. He has a big announcement. And look, it's not our announcement to make. Micah Beckwith, uh, 
as a regular segment on this program on Tuesdays. Conservative voice of Indiana. He's got a big announcement on June the 5th. It's not our announcement to make, and we were having a little fun with the audience. I said, I have no idea. Now, again, I technically don't because he could change his mind. Mm -hmm. I have a vague idea. (laughs) You know, I... Mike and I may talk every so often, and it's a very big announcement. I think people will be thrilled. But we were having a little fun with that, and, well, somebody called about that. You just lied. You just played a politician, Rob. You lied. You said that you don't know what Micah is going to announce. And uh, I'm sorry, and you guys can, hey, <laughs> Kevin, get ready to bleep. <laughs> You're full of shit, because you know, and whatever it is, it's awesome, because... Mike is fantastic too. Love you guys. God bless. Bye. He's calling you out, isn't he? <laughs> I love that. You're full of expletive. Love you. God bless. I <laughs> love you. God bless. You piece of... Well, I mean, you have a really good idea about what Mike is going to say, but... Yeah, if you haven't caught on at this know. point... Well, that's you what I'm saying. You never know. We have... We have uh, it's like an Easter egg hunt, mm-hmm. and your kid can't find the Easter egg. Warmer. <laughs> warmer. You're getting warmer. I mean, if you don't know at this point, I'm mm-hmm. not sure we can actually help you. But it's his announcement to make, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna steal his thunder. Right, exactly. And he's gonna be on the show June 5th. June the 5th. Okay. And then, and then next, he's gonna walk over to the state house and make the announcement again. Whatever that announcement is, he'll make right. it uh, at the state house. But okay. you'll have to uh, tune in here to hear it here first. And then next, what is today? Today's Monday. Yeah, but what's the date today? The 22nd? 22nd. 23rd, 24th, 25th. 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th. Friday. Friday, 26th. (laughs) Jefferson Shreve, the Republican candidate for mayor. Is going to be be on the show? going to be on the show. Is he going to be here the, what, the whole show? An Uh, hour? Are we getting 10 minutes? We getting, what what are we getting? Casey? What, what's the deal? What's the deal that you struck? Casey. Yeah. You know the thing, and we've said this for a very long time now. We need more rich friends. Uh Uh-huh. And when you're worth... An estimated, yeah. what do we do the math on? If he had any sort of decent accountant, 400 mil. Mm-hmm. I don't care what party you are. If you're worth 400 mil, you can hang out with us for mm-hmm. as long as you'd like. Yeah, the show's yours. Uh, I, I recently saw some, some negative comments about Jefferson. Well, Street. I'm not going to let people say negative things about my new very rich friend. Your new bestie? <laughs> uh, uh, Mr. Shreve, uh, could we go to Wendy's after the show? <laughs> Do you think he's ever been to a Wendy's? I'm sure he's been to a Wendy's. <laughs> Who hasn't been to a Wendy's? A guy worth 400 mil? Uh, I mean, you know, even even Trump's been to That's what we'll McDonald's and the pizza joints, That'll right? Be our first question right out of the gate. Have you ever been to a Wendy's. What do you order at Wendy's? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I, I'll be interested to, to see what he has to say. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good on and Friday. And we'll we'll uh, ask him if he is in the market for any lower income friends that will help him be able to relate to the common man. Right, exactly. We, we'll help normalize him. But I am going to ask him the same question that I asked Abdul during the primary. Yes. I'm a Marion County Marion County voter, mm-hmm. and I play gunshot or firework on yes. Friday nights around my house, and the roads are terrible, so I want to know crime and infrastructure. What's the plan? I mean, think about how we'll our... see what his answer is. Think about how our lives could change if things go well. Uh, yeah, Rob and Casey couldn't come to work today. They were in the Bahamas with their good friend Jefferson Shreve. Uh-huh. Uh, no, Rob and Casey cannot attend that station event. Yeah. They were on a cross-country ski trip with their right. good friend Jefferson Shreve. Do you think he's going to be doing that while he's running for 
mayor, though? Kev, this guy's so rich, he could actually fund the Uno Gold expansion. Like, he could <laughs> he could rent he could rent Madison Square Garden for Uno Gold. Mm-hmm. That's how rich yeah, this guy is. He could probably get us on tour. Our whole fortunes depend on us. So you all better be professional on Friday when Jefferson Shreve is here. Because yeah. you're not going to screw this up for me. Oh, yeah, because we're the ones who are going to make you look bad. So everyone behave. Uh, the Uno Gold Tour brought to you by Jefferson Shreve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to do very well. Right. Uh, we did get uh, uh, one last phone call. We did get a phone call about uh, property taxes. Okay. Hi, Kendall and Casey. Great show. You guys have a great chemistry together. A lot of cops I'd like to touch on today, but we'll go back to the well with the same topic on property taxes. Um, everybody, I don't, I haven't heard you talk about it, but people can appeal their taxes. Mm-hmm. You can do an informal appeal or a formal appeal. But with the informal appeal, it's like a mulligan. It's a do-over. There's no penalty. It can only go down. It can't go up. Um, I did one this year, and uh, my property taxes originally were up about 15%, and I got some of that shaved off, probably 4 or 5%. Um, so I also noticed that uh, on the document that's sent, the state of Indiana made sure that it was postmarked or doc- or or notarized on the last day of April so that uh, homeowners, property tax owners, only had until June 15th to respond. So they shrunk the timeline that you could even do this process. Yeah. I got to do that uh, for mine coming up here, so I'm going to walk through that process. Maybe I'll do it this afternoon. I actually did that in the house in South Bend. We we appealed it. How'd it go? We won. Oh, congratulations! But then part of the deal was that we had to split the winnings. Oh, with the lawyer who did it. Oh, you hired a you mm-hmm. brought in a hired gun. Yeah. yeah, but the problem now is that people are aware of that and they're getting backed up. Yeah, absolutely. So seems about right. Yeah, I'm sure you'll get a very fair process throughout the whole mm-hmm. thing. All right, uh, hammers next, Casey. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but yesterday the weekend was the qualifications for the uh, Indianapolis 500. Yes. And there is a guy in the race who I am all in on. He has the greatest name in the history of ever. And I know Hammer is in total agreement with me on this. And I think when we come in, we're going to talk about Hammer and I had a little back and forth about the greatest names in the history of racing. There are actually some phenomenal names in the history of racing. All right. Hammer joins us on 93 WIBC. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. 1048, it's Kendall and Casey. See what he did there? Did Terry, Terry Jacks. Yeah. Yeah, see, I do listen to you. Uh-huh. Hammer, I thought about you Friday night. I was out in at, the uh, shower. No, I was at La Margarita in Fountain Square, and this group came in and sat down next to me, and they all had Chevrolet emblems on their clothing. And I just said, hey, you guys from a local dealership? And they said, no, we're here for the Indy 500. We're all part of Ed Carpenter's team. Oh, They were the engineers for Ed Carpenter. And I said, hey, you guys going to come to W? IBC Tales of the Track on Monday, and they were like, yeah, no, we're not invited to that. <laughs> They've got work to do. They have to work, and they were from North Carolina and Detroit. <laughs> None of them were from Indy, and I said, hey, welcome to Indy. This is our month, and uh, I did invite them, but they seemed kind of sheepish, like they're not allowed to do that. They're practicing today. Mm-hmm. Today and Carb Day are the last two days that cars are on the track, and it's the all-skate today. Everybody's working on the race setup, so in theory, you could have all 33 cars out on the track practicing at the same time today and i would imagine the fine folks of ec 
VCR that were enjoying a margarita, mm-hmm. you know, undressing you with their eyes, Casey, are probably a little busy. Uh, Carrie was one of the girls, and I and her and I connected. I said, hey, it's cool to see you in this table full of men, because I imagine this is a male-dominated industry. And you she, did not say that to her. I absolutely Why did. does everything have to be a sex thing with you? What are you talking about? I was just giving her props. You're just pointing out, it's great that you're a woman and you're in this business. Well, who cares whether there's a woman in this business? Who cares whether there's a man or woman in any business? Why is that where you went? Because I was congratulating her. I think it's great that there are women dealing with cars. (laughs) Hey, speaking of dealing with cars, we got a guy in the 500 this year. I am all in on Stingray Rob. Well, if you are all in on Stingray Rob, and yes, that's his real name, you're going to hear that phrase a million times between now and race day. It's like Chevy Chase. Yes, that (laughs) is my real name. Uh, Stingray Rob, right now, I'm looking at Bet Rivers as plus 20,000. So a $1 bet on Stingray Rob to be the winner of the race would pay out $200 to you, Rob. So in the case of a Rob Kendall bet, a one-quarter bet... Would pay out $50 on Stingray Rob. <laughs> you are the cheapest man alive. But I love this guy. We got to get him on our show. I love this guy. I love his name. I don't even care if he's any good or not. His name, his real name, it's Stingray Rob. So Sting is based off of where he grew up at. It's like an abbreviation of the uh, area that he grew up at. Uh, Ray, I believe, was the name of his grandfather's. And of course, Rob is the last name. So God-given name, Sting Ray Rob. Kev, Fantastic. Kev, we need you to do some actual producer work. We have to get Sting Ray Rob on the show this week because that is our guy. We are cheering on this show for Sting Ray Rob, and he's way back, right? Like he's is he? Oh, he's in the last row. <laughs> so it would be he's starting thirty second. You believe. love an underdog. So it would be it would be the greatest win. In Indy 500 history, if he were to somehow win the Indy 500? It may be one of the biggest upsets in the history of sport. Now, keep in mind, though, (laughs) I had to ShamWow at 160 to 1, and he was in the next-to-last group at the PGA yesterday. He didn't win, but he was in contention. So it's not inconceivable that Stingray Rob, who is 200 to 1, not that much different than 160 to 1, could somehow make a run at the Indy 500. But Sham Wow, you look at that dude, he's beaten those dudes before. That's true. Right? Stingray Rob has not won a race in the IndyCar Series. Now, he is a rookie in the IndyCar Series. He came up through the lower ranks of the racing. So, But he's in the show. He's in the show. So this spawned a text thread last night of the greatest names in the history of racing. Right? If you're going to do the Mount Rushmore thing, let's mm-hmm. do the Mount Rushmore thing. This is my list. Uh, I think number one, I think we can all agree, is Dick Trickle. Absolutely. The late, great Dick Trickle has to be the George Washington on the mountain. 100%. Totally on board. I'm going with Lake Speed, number two. Now, there's some other speeds. There's a Scott Speed. There's some others. But Lake Speed, that's my two seat. Sounds like you're on a boat somewhere racing very fast. Exactly. Now, the last two guys are active. Uh, Stingray Rob, Mm -hmm. who's in the Indy 500, and a NASCAR Truck Series driver who's active right now, Lawless Allen. That's pretty good. Lawless. Lawless. Hi, what's your name? I'm lawless. Because in my mind at that scene, it's like that scene of Joe Dirt. Oh, my outlaw. Now, there was one you didn't include. If we're going to have Dick Trickle in there, the name that compares with Dick Trickle that holds holds up against Dick Trickle is Junior Johnson. <laughs> Sounds like a nickname that you should give Kevin. <laughs> 
<laughs> Junior Johnson. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, also receiving votes on my list. Now, this is for the diehard Indy 500 fan. The late, great Swede Savage. Oh, wow. That's an old That's an old one. Swede Savage. <laughs> like, that's a badass name, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you, now, in fairness, you did tell me weeks ago you should take Polo before the qualifications, and he is uh, in the driver's seat. He is uh, the, the pole setter at the Indy 500. So a couple weeks ago, before you know, cars were on track here at Indy, joined you for this very segment, and Polo's odds to win the Indy 500 were like plus 1,400. Well, they're cut in half now. Yeah. It's plus 700. And, man, I hope you got it at the 14, because this has been the dude – that runs really well here the last couple of years. He just had bad luck last year. He got stuck in the pits, and then there was a caution, so he got put to the back of the pack, and it's just, it sucks. Sometimes there's bad luck. But he had the best car, and I think he's got the best car this year. And you're going to feel really bad when you lose that bet when Stingray Rob blows right past. <laughs> if anybody knows Stingray Rob. Mm-hmm. Well, just get on the uh, media site for IMS. They've got yeah, one. I'm working on the uh, Oh, perfect. Too. Great. Yeah. Yes. He's producing right now. Great Dale Coyne Racing, I believe. Their Look PR staff. I'm like, I'm like yeah. do they have a media organization of some sort? Oh, mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've been to two Indy 500s. The one, first one was 2011 when the guy, the rookie, hit the wall. Oh, the Dan Weldon oh, race. Yeah, the rookie was winning that whole race, and we were right at the at the, at the, at the starting line, and so we saw none of it, and people were like, okay, here he comes. He's going to be... Where the heck is he? Oh, he you should see be his here. car skidding up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then there's terrible. a drag race to the finish, and nobody knows who won it, and it yeah. was Weldon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's coming up this afternoon? Uh, this afternoon, Monday, Gun Day with Guy Relford. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun, a lot of stories to get to. It was a crazy weekend. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. we could reach would be selfish on the beat. We enjoy what we